the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Well, go Minton. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking to all things financial. What's going on with the markets? Will you be able to retire? These are some of the questions that you probably have on a regular basis, hopefully. Then you probably get into some of the things like, what am I not doing correctly financially? My mom and dad were good at what they did, but not great. I didn't learn as much as I should have. Um, I'm trying to be your uncle or something like that that can help you. Jobless claims are the big story to start the morning out. Being recalled to work as a concept. Apple's under fire by the European Union. We got some stuff here. Jobless claims totaled 1.5 million. Worse than expected as the economic pain persists. I think we would be very, very naive in assuming that we shut down March and that's as bad as it got from a job perspective. I can tell you as a business person that... You're always evaluating, you know, your staff. And in the very, very good times, that's when it's best to come up with the best laid plans to, for emergencies. But most companies don't have emergency plans like the one we just went through. First time claims for unemployment insurance totaled 1.5 million. That means you've been laid off <clears throat> recently or you went to the unemployment office recently and told them you've been re- uh, laid off. Workers receiving benefits under all programs totaled 29,100,000. That's a decrease of more than 375,000. So moving in the right direction. This was the 13th straight week. The claims have totaled over a million. Um, So we've lost a lot of jobs in that period of time over the last 13 weeks. And I think they're all going to come back. Pretend to be a boss right now and you've just let go four members of your staff. And ultimately, you're kind of getting by, but it would be nice to have two of them back or three of them back. But four would be kind of a luxury. Not everyone's going to go back to work that wants to go back to work. That is just obvious. The Supreme Court has ruled against Trump in a bid to end Obama-era immigration program shielding dreamers. Things are not breaking the way the White House wants them to in media right now. There's a pretty nasty looking book coming out by John Bolton. There's a pretty mean looking book coming out by one of uh, Trump's nieces, I believe, her cousins. She's been one of the people leaking things like uh, tax results to the media. So it'll be interesting to see how Trump either gets frustrated or what he does economically to like keep the keep the plebeians happy, keep the the average person thinking like, woohoo, let's vote for him. So that's a big story today. 
huge story, if you will. There's a cloud hanging over the stock market right now. It might be a rain cloud. It might be pretty innocuous. It's, it's just cloudy over the market right now. We don't know. It could be a weird freak snowstorm. Could it be a weird freak thunderstorm? It's a cloud. There's some negative disposition going on with the election coming up and with the massive recovery that we've already had in the stock market. There's a little bit of, did we really deserve this? How much higher can we go? What, what's next? So that Bolton book is going to get a lot of media in the next couple of weeks. Um, there's a, a stock guy out there, Jerry, Jeremy Grantham. He was pretty negative on the stock market rally yesterday. Called it the real McCoy of bubbles. Okay, you're like the real McCoy of bubbles. Yesterday, I was playing with some turn of phrases that are kind of racist. Um, but you're like the real McCoy of bubbles. I wonder who I'm offending with that one. Mr. Bubble or the McCoys in the Hatfields or who is upset by the big calling of that? Behave yourself. Um, Jeremy Grantham is saying that a goal number for exposure to the U.S. market should be zero. Um, we keep getting a little bit of like positive news on the health side, but it seems like we're getting some spikes. There was one piece of really bad news yesterday, just really bad news that I think it got underplayed, underserved, or maybe I'm just thinking maybe that maybe I'm wrong. That's not that bad of news. But China, for whatever China did, as far as shutting down the economic response and the social response to COVID. I think we were talking in February, like, oh, yeah, they're they're holding a city under under military control. You're not letting anyone out. Oh, yeah, the Chinese are going door to door with thermometers. And oh, yeah, they're they're not the smartest country, are they? Look how they're quarantining with their military. (laughs) So there was a little bit of that going on. And yesterday, China said, world, we got a spike in Shanghai. So we have to um, shut down our schools again. Now, if you're a mom driving to work right now and you just heard me say they're shutting down schools in China and that they're about two months ahead of us and then you look two months ahead and you see the U.S. school system opening back up after taking a very short summer, after dealing with shutting down, I just probably delivered some really bad news to some moms that China's shutting down their schools again due to a spike, that they controlled their people with, with weapons and shutting them in their house, emergency states during the night so people couldn't leave. They shut down everything. They were draconian. We looked at them and we laughed. We were like, oh, that's not us. We don't have no COVID. So we saw Italy do the exact opposite, not shut down with the military. We saw Sweden say, we're going to shut down in our own little kind of way. So we've watched all countries do it a little bit differently. We've watched all countries battle with a spike again. Now, again, how big is that spike? There's parts of California that have one death. There's one county in California that has one death since COVID started that they've attributed. I'm sure there's probably been one or two more that's kind of snuck in that we just assume grandma died. Um, But we had one death in one of the counties that's a neighboring county to San Francisco and Alameda County, um, one death. Now, should that county get back to work? Should that county get back to school? 
Are we painting the United States with too broad of a stroke? I don't know. That's where I'm just, I go with what happens. Kroger reported better than expected earnings. Woo! We're grocery shopping. Not the best sign, but not the worst sign. Tesla had its price target raised $1,200 over at Jeffries from $650. That's, that's absurd. That's like me waking up saying, oh, look, I'm not worth $5 million. I'm worth $10 million. Where did this extra $5 million come from? That's a big number to go from one to the next. You kind of want to hope Jeffries would have raised their price target to 900 a couple weeks ago. And now that it's at 900 to 1,000, you could go, yeah, let's bump it to 1,200. But most of the move is already over from 650 to 1,200. A leading health expert from China said a recent uh, Beijing coronavirus outbreak is under control. Huh. I, I think we're starting not to trust what countries are saying about their COVID. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. We're making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm not... <clears throat> very smart socially. I kind of know that. I want you to kind of know that as well. When I see a story break that's headline news, Supreme Court ruling upholds DACA program for young undocumented immigrants. I don't know the full scale of what that, that means. I'm much better at handling stories tied towards money and the economy. <coughs> So please don't ever think that I'm giving you any sort of advice other than the economy and investing and retirement planning. And every now and then if I slip up and go, whoa, I'm not going out in public until there's a vaccine. Just tell me to shut up in your head. If I ever start talking about vitamins and supplements that you should be taking in order to live a better life, tell me to shut up. If I ever start saying, you know, hey, I've got this great commodity and I'm going to sell you a gold coin with my face on it. Tell me to shut up. If I've ever that kind of sellout, sellout. I'm a sellout now. Delta Airlines acknowledged at the company's annual shareholders meeting that 500 employees out of 93,000 had tested positive for coronavirus. The 10 had passed away from it. No timeline was given yet uh, when the positive tests were returned from the company. So were they flying around with 500 people who are flying us around who we all know because we've watched movies that uh, airplanes are big germ buses, cruises are even bigger germ buses. So Delta saying they had 500 employees out of 93,000, not in, inconsequential. Um, were they desk jobs? Were they stewards? Were they baggage people? Oh, I don't care about baggage. I never talked with them anyway. Thought I'd throw it out there for you. Who passed away? Were they the healthy employees or the unhealthy employees? We're going to look back at COVID with just amazing shock and awe. Carnival Cruise Lines had ugly earnings. They're down seven percent in the news on that news. Carnival, what a roller coaster! The things that are closer to COVID <clears throat> are like the tip of a whip. They're really fluctuating everywhere. Some things that aren't very close to COVID have been a little bit steadier, like a utility company. Somewhere in between is going to be the sector that you like or don't like. 
So just throwing that out there. And they uh, will come in favor. They will have more exposure. They will have less exposure. I think it's important to, like, grasp that whip analogy. Because last week, Cardinal Cruise Lines could do no wrong. This week, they're down 7%. If I lost 7%, I'd be pretty upset, except for it's paper money. And I've said I'll never own a cruise line, so you know I don't own that one. T-Mobile in the news. They're up 2% after the company raised its second quarter post-paid customer edition estimates. Okay. That's kind of a nice thing to hear. The company, oh, now we got to hear what the company says about COVID. The company expects COVID-related costs to be less than expected. Okay, that's good news, right? Pinch me here. Tesla is sitting at $1,010 a share after Jeffries raised their price target from 650 to 1200 joining a growing list of analysts turning back on the bear thesis. People are more and more positive. In my history of doing this, if a stock goes from 200 to 1000 you can pretty much so expect a pullback at some point. It just, everyone's made money. It's literally like being at a casino where everyone wins and at 2 o'clock in the morning, the casino lights turn off and they're like, go home, everyone, take your money. Oh, no, 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 no. Some people stick around. U.S. Steel, which is a company I, I, I haven't talked about in 10 years. They had disappointing guidance. Obviously, think infrastructure type of things. Take transports. You're probably making trains. You're probably making boats, cars, tanks, bridges, roads. Still goes into a lot of things that we build. So for we're just getting a lot of mixed messages, are we not? T-Mobile's like, hey, look at us. COVID's not so bad. And then U.S. Steel's like, oh, yeah, we're, our demand's down. And Carnival Crew said, yeah, we had really awful numbers. And then you get that, that headline initial jobless claim this morning, 1.5 million versus expectations of about 1.3 million. And you start going, this isn't, this isn't fun anymore. Rob, go, go back to all-time stock market highs. Go back to talking about Fortnite. It being publicly traded one day by a company named Epic. Go back to fun, Rob. Go back to fun. No, you can't make me. Manhattan apartment contracts fell by 80% in May. What's that even mean? Well, let's talk about it. Manhattan apartment deals plunged more than 80% in May compared to a year ago. The high end is getting hit the hardest. Contracts for apartments priced at more than $5 million fell by over 90%. Then you get South Florida, which saw a strong surge in May. And that's for its standalone homes in South Florida. You just hear those two things, and you can kind of put some math together. People are leaving the big cities for areas that have more land and that they feel a little bit more comfortable um, post-COVID maybe. I think there's a thought in your head that Florida's weather is warmer and warmth kills viruses. Like, we go to Florida during the winter to get away from the colds, the cold and flu season. No, it's not quite like that. But New York is going to continue to hit pressure, even when the market reopens, as more employees are allowed to work from home or remotely. There's a lot going on with contracts signing on high-end apartments for workers in New York City. And there's not a lot going on in South Florida, but the great weather and 
it's 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 great. It's awesome. I have no problems with it. It's not for me. I don't boat. I don't like big bugs. I don't like thinking about myself as an old person and getting the old person community living going and the senior discounts and living close to a racetrack and oh no, 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 no. I don't want any of that. You're darn tootin'. So okay, so we're seeing some trends. No. I'm seeing some. Uh, in the Bay Area, you can see people are fleeing for Phoenix. Phoenix is a party town right now during the weekends. As Mr. T would say, I pity the fool that goes to Phoenix and gets COVID, thinking that they're not going to get COVID and brings back their own community. But people are leaving the Bay Area. They're, they're moving to Reno. They're moving to Phoenix. They're, they're, they're leaving. And they won't necessarily come back. So seeing that housing is built on supply and demand, probably more so than any other industry we, we work with, you can kind of feel a little heat there, in my opinion. Apple's App Store is under fire. We'll talk about that. Anything you want to talk about? Oprah Winfrey, Katy Perry, you tell me. Drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com at rob at robblackshow.com. I'm Rob Black. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. So I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Who am I? Who are my influences? The guy who had uh, grew up playing soccer, grew up in a foreign market, <clears throat> traveled a lot. I've seen the world. Uh, I'm not bragging about that, nor do I think that's a superpower or anything special. I think I have a different perspective that helps. I was not an eight-year-old kid who wanted to grow up to be a Wall Street type or even a financial type. I was an eight-year-old kid who wanted to grow up to be happy, an alcoholic father who he kind of monitor our happiness. He kind of was a jerk about it, to be quite honest with you. And um, that pursuit of happiness, I kind of, it, for right or for wrong, I have some messed up images. You know, there's no doubt that we grow up and we're screwed by what we're exposed to. Like, whether it be a Barbie doll, we're like, wow, look, she's beautiful. She's got a lovely car and a big beach house. <clears throat> I don't even know what Ken did for a living. But I don't even think I want to know. But I know he was a good-looking dude. I was like, I want to be a good-looking dude. I want to be in a beach house. Like, So I was driven psychologically to somehow find the perfect happy ending because I didn't have it as a kid. Can you tell I've done a lot of therapy, a lot of therapy in my life? And I think you benefit from that. I think I come into this kind of um, <clears throat> wanting to help, having a daddy issue, never being able to please my daddy. So maybe you're my daddy. <clears throat> I know you're saying, please don't say what I think you're about to say next. Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? <laughs> Whoa. With me, with me slapping my hiney or slapping your hiney. Oh, you're going too far, Rob. I'm going to have to bleep you. Yes, <clears throat> that is true. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I own shares of Apple, and Apple is under pressure. And one of the big stories that we've done about Apple for the last three years has been their app store, their app store, their app store. Five years ago, we were like, oh, how many phones do they sell? Did they sell it for more money? What was the ASP, the average selling price? But for the last three years, we've been talking about their app store and how every time you buy coins for tender 
and you want to up your profile so that you look like a Greek god. <clears throat> You're like, oh, I'm going to pay $9, so I'll be at the front of the row, or I'm going to pay $3 for wizardly coins in the Harry Potter game, or I'm going to pay um, for extra balls <clears throat> to capture more Pokemon, virtual Pokemon. Apple gets a cut of that. <clears throat> so how big is the cut? Because it's on their app store, because you download it, because you do the financial transactions through them. Fortnite's gone way out of their way to try to make sure that you can't do buy V-Bucks for their in-game currency, <clears throat> which is how Fortnite makes their money. They don't want you doing it through Apple because they don't want to give the – they want you to somehow go straight to them. <clears throat> Tender's the same way. <clears throat> Spotify, do they have a point? Apple's got Apple Music. $9.99 a month or something like that, $14 for a family. Spotify's in business too, but if you download, if you do Spotify on Apple, you have to give a certain cut to Apple. So every time Spotify does well, Apple gets a cut of, for doing nothing other than hosting. And again, I'm not saying nothing. They built a platform. They have a great distribution network. They make companies who have good apps look great. But every time Apple sells a subscription to music, they make money. And soon Apple has the kind of money that they could add TV services, which let's let's admit it. Their TV product was pretty weak at, at the launch. I'm not I don't know what it's like now. I think they're slowly adding more content, but they're not doing it at the pace Netflix is. And that, that begs the question, go buy a media company, Apple. Someone's going to be selling a part of their company, whether it be an AMC. And suddenly they own The Walking Dead. A little bit more content. All the movies, like the Twilight movies, they can go get those and like start building their content. And I don't think people would be freaked out. But again, like I said, um, their app store is under pressure right now. There's a Europe has announced an investigation into whether the app store, the only way for most people to install apps on their iPhone, violates EU competition rules. Now we don't have to go very far back in time to see Microsoft and Netscape. Mark and Dreesen had the browser the Netscape browser and Microsoft had the operating system and Microsoft said, Hey, Hey, that's a pretty cool thing that you're trying to like make money on that, that browser of going around the internet. You're, you figured out a way to turn that modem sound into like news stories and stock ideas. And you've put the whole world's universities online. That's cool. Netscape. You've given us a reader, a, a tool to, to view all this and to surf around on. So Microsoft just did it themselves. They copied them and, and built it into the operating system, and thus was Internet Explorer. And Bill Gates got a call from the European Union, and he kept getting calls, and he kept getting calls, and he kept getting calls. And while Microsoft was dealing with being a monopoly, Apple was like, hey, let's come up with something called the iPhone. Let's come up with something called the iPod. Hey, let's come up with something called the iWatch. And let's come up with something called the App Store. And 20 years later, Apple's in a very similar situation that Microsoft was in and that Microsoft lost. Microsoft didn't lose because they had to pay billions of dollars. Microsoft lost because they lost their focus. They were in court too much. So it'll be interesting to see how some of the small developers of apps, they're complaining about social, on social media about Apple's you know, App Store rules. Apple rejected an update to Basecamp's new email system. Basecamp is the company that got all the news yesterday. 
they have an app called Hey, Apple's requirement that certain apps must follow users to pay for subscription services through the app. If implemented, Apple takes a cut somewhere between 15 to 30 percent for everyone who buys the app. Now, I have a question for you. If you own a restaurant and you had to pay 15 to 30 percent for costs, could you survive? If, you know, every dollar you made in revenue, you had to give up 30 percent to another company. You'd be like, that's there's no money in this for me. Now, the App Store is one of the most important services for Apple. Fast growing, brought in over $46 billion in 2019. It's nearly 18% of the company's revenue. So one-fifth of the revenue is now apps. And it's not the apps necessarily that they're hosting, like Apple Music and Apple TV. It's they're getting a cut every time you download coins for Pokemon. They're getting a cut every time you sign up on Tinder. They're getting a cut every time you do a... $10 subscription in Time Magazine. If you're doing it through them, they're getting a cut. So developers are upset. In order for a developer or company to update an app on the platform, it has to go through a process that's called, uh, it's called App Reveal. Um, the company makes you know, a determination on your guidelines, typically within minutes. It's a review process that is very opaque. Apple takes 30% of paid apps in and in-app purchases. The cut for paid subscriptions drops to 15% a year after that. Um, so have you seen the app called Calm or MySpace, Headspace? Both of them are like yoga, meditation kind of apps. Maybe not yoga. It's funny that my head associates yoga with like calm meditative stance, right? Um you see commercials for these guys and they're basically doing $9.99 a month and Apple's getting 15 to 30% of that. 15% is something that if you're like Netflix, again, it's if you get Netflix through Apple, they're getting that 15% long-term paid subscription cut. So it kind of has an Apple versus the world thing going on right now. And it's disappointing to ever get involved with the European commission. Is it a baseless complaint? Or is it a price of doing business? I can tell you, if you want to host your app on my website, you're not going to get as much business as if you host your app on Apple's website. <clears throat> I can tell you that if you put a sign in your yard, you're not going to make as much marketing as if you put a sign on the Super Bowl, right? And you know you have to pay to play for the Super Bowl, but you can probably put your roads, your sign, your business sign in someone's yard. Where? How far do we go here? I don't know. That is the stuff that I leave up to you, not to me, because you have to make the decisions on this kind of stuff. The World Web developers, uh, the worldwide, uh, uh, the developers, <laughs> Apple, excuse me, um, starts next week. Their big development conference. They used to have like a lot of nerds fly into San Francisco and they'd you know, rent out the Moscone Center, and then they started hosting their own Apple campus, the Alien campus. And they, if you got invited to it as a developer, you were like, ooh, I'm going to get a swag bag that's going to have something cool in it. And it always did. This year, it's going to be hosted in a series of videos and Cisco WebEx calls because the coronavirus pandemic. So next week, we're going to get some news. We're going to start hearing about some features that Apple wants the developers to know about. Maybe it'll be a feature called, you know, Apple Pay. Um, so you can go to a store and buy something without ever touching a credit card, ever handing it over. 
Now, we used to not like to hand over our credit cards because for whatever reason, they could get stolen, right? <clears throat> now you don't want to hand over your credit card because your germs touch someone else's germs. And they make little baby germs and you die or something like that. I'm not quite sure the, the science. I'm not a doctor. Delta expects to add more flights in August, but cautious on post-summer travel. So changing the topic, I'm done with Apple conversation. They're getting investigated by the EU. Net negative. But it's positive for the reason they're being investigated. <clears throat> they're so dang popular that they've drawn the attention of the regulators. So Delta said something kind of interesting about getting back to work. We'll talk about that and much, much more when we come back. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Let's get you to retirement. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Delta expects to add more flights in August, but is cautious on post-summer travel. (sighs) One of the things that we've gotten excited about is when do we go on vacation again? One of the things we got negative about was watching the airlines struggle with cash flow, watching the airlines struggle with their announcements on when the job cuts going to happen, and can they do job cuts before the election, or do they have to wait until after the election in case they get bailout money? There's a lot going on there, and it's kind of pathetic. But then we started seeing an uptick in demand for summer and tickets being sold, and we got kind of excited. Delta expects to add around 1,000 flights a day in July. That's a similar number um, of flights being added in August. Domestic capacity is going to be down 55 to 60 percent from last year's levels. You remember how we're going to be talking for the next couple of quarters, maybe next couple of years, the 2019 economy versus the 2020 economy versus the 2021 post economy of the 2020 economy. Another way of putting that is pre-COVID, COVID, post-COVID. So they expect to be at 55 to 60% below normal levels in August. That's not good, but that's during the COVID. Where will we be during next year? And do we really think we're going to get it under control? Because if the stories out of Shanghai were true, that they're shutting down schools, Shanghai comes out the next day and goes, oh, no, 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 no. We're all cool. Beijing, we're cool. We're cool. Don't worry about us. Uh, that's just a couple schools where no, no COVID problems. Keep flying here as much as you want. And Trump's like, okay, we'll keep flying. <laughs> oh, boy. That could be bad. United Airlines has tapped frequent flyer program to back the $5 billion loan. So here's a couple thoughts here. Your frequent flyer perks are being used as collateral. How do you feel about that? Now, let me put it another way. How about if you're a retiree and you're a school teacher in California said, we're going to pay you X amount of dollars for the rest of your life as a retiree. You'd be like, there's no risk there. Like you'll, I'll be a school teacher and I'll make a lot less than my neighbors. I'll put up with your snotty, bratty, smelly kids who've got noses running with infections, but I'm going to get a good retirement. How would you feel if you were to hear suddenly that your retirement assets the guaranteed cash reserves are being backed. 
so that the company can go out and get a loan or the company can like write out a storm of people withdrawing money when they're in retirement. You're like, no, 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 no. You said it was guaranteed. You said it was an annuity. You said I get it for my whole life. You wouldn't like it as much. So that shows you the problems with companies that have debt. They have to take something that's an asset and use it to cover their liabilities. DraftKings is doing something. I've talked about DraftKings a lot recently. I'm, I want to buy the stock. Um, I don't mind owning sin stocks, um, whether it be tobacco companies, alcohol companies, gambling companies. There's a consistency to them. There's a mutual fund called Vicex, V-I-C-E-X, um, that you'll see some of that consistency um, in the re- performance year over year over year over year over year. Now, is it as good as Facebook's post-IPO run? No. But sin stocks kind of offer you something. So anyway, DraftKings said yesterday that they're going to issue some shares. Right around $40 a share. <laughs> Tesla did this too. Instead of lending money or taking assets from them and giving them to the banks, they're saying, we're just going to print shares. We're going to go to Wall Street to get our money. If we issue... 33 million shares a week that Wall Street will give us 1.3 billion and they'll get their cut for sure because everyone gets a cut. But that's kind of what drove that stock um, <clears throat> recently is they've, they now have a treasure chest of money. What's 1.3 billion going to do for DraftKings? Well, it's going to allow them to give sign up bonuses. Do you remember what AOL did with their money? They would mail you an AOL disk, AOL 1.0, AOL 2.0. They would mail you it, and you're like, I already have it. I don't need this. Why are they wasting so much money? Because they're blanketing the, uh, the coverage of trying to get people online. Three free months. Once you sign in, it's tough to uh, unsign out. DraftKings is hoping that you know once they get you to get the app, so maybe for the Belmont Stakes this weekend, there's a horse race. You download one of their apps, and... Um, Next thing you know, your $50 sign-up bonus, if you put $50 in your account, you go ahead and do that. Then later on, you're, you didn't read the fine print because you were excited about a horse race. You wanted to get your bet in. And then they did 10% to process your $50. So they have already made $5 back. You're like, whoa. And then you've put $50 of your own money in there. Now they made 5% or 10% on the transaction. So you're left with 45 Pretty good chance you're going to take that money back. They're going to get that money back if you're going to be gambling on horses. It's a crazy sport. It's a crazy business. But DraftKings, sticker symbol DKNG, Tesla did the same thing not too long ago. When their shares hit $900 a shares, Elon Musk said, you know, let's let's get the cash registers flowing, overflowing with cash so we can do whatever we want. If I want to come up with an idea of putting solar panels on cars, I can do that. Just like he came up with that idea of putting solar panels on on roofs. And making them look like roof tiles. That hasn't exactly caught on. But he went through the hullabaloo of having a couple of houses mocked up. He went through the hullabaloo of having a show about it. He went through the hullabaloo of saying this is the future. It looked good. It's just no one's doing it. But he has a treasure chest of, of cash now. That's what happens when companies issue shares. It could be a very – they're taking your money. DraftKings is going to have a bonanza of advertising come back. Uh, in the fall, it's going to be DraftKings football, DraftKings baseball, DraftKings hockey. It's going to be DraftKings, DraftKings, DraftKings because they have the cash now. You get the idea with Tesla. They just raise a couple billion dollars for more factories. It's expensive to make batteries. It's expensive to build cars. But once you have it in place, you got it in place, and it's an asset, no longer a liability. 
Anyhow, anyway, you can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Don't be shy. Drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com. we got a webinar coming up very, very soon as the world is shifting on how they want to consume information. More info soon. I'm Rob Black.